0: Speaking of daddy, um... Yeah. I saw Richard came by your dad's shop. Yeah,
1: Richard came by your
0: dad's shop. A- Did he do that a lot, or is it... No, no, that's not oh, it was a big deal.
1: Okay. Yeah. How, yeah. the son, actually. Once or twice a year, he likes pottery. So his mom was my dad's first cousin, so, you know, I guess he's a little more related than Richard is. <laughs> but, so, yeah, that's
0: the first time Richard came. Was he just there to see Boyd, or was he shopping for pottery?
1: Yeah, he just wanted to come visit, and he, he actually placed the boy, so that's cool. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: That's fun. He,
2: he, he's got to be up there now, Richard Petty. I know, and um, he
1: looks exactly a lot the same. Like, yeah, always My um, dad was like, so
0: skinny. I was gonna <laughs> say, he always looked really slim and, like, yeah, you know, on the verge of 80. <laughs> so
1: he said it was super nice. And I think his daughter was with
2: him. Oh, so, that, uh, one, one year ago this week, I took part in um, Hugger Mugger Brewing's first uh, blues, brews, and barbecue festival. Yeah, we managed second place, which is a good thing to to do in your uh, you know, in in your town, your town's barbecue festival to to kind of show off your territory. Well, this weekend, guys, we had the second, and I'm disappointed I didn't see you guys because I could have used your votes. We came in seventh place out of ten.
1: So I saw they released the uh, scores, and I was like, wow, that's Pretty out there. Like I didn't I didn't I thought it'd just be like everybody had fun, you know, this
2: guy won <laughs> they released Sevens. the scores. They're like Seventh hey, out boy. of how many? Ten. It wasn't good. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, did, without... I did get a call from um a competitor last year who came in third place. Uh they called me this morning and said, um, well I know that anything I do with regards to barbecue that you're involved in, I'm gonna finish one slot behind you because they came in eighth place. So yeah. I at least
0: had that. What would our two votes have? How would that have changed the outcome? It wouldn't have. Okay, well then I don't <laughs> feel so bad then.
2: Also, well, you wouldn't have been able to vote for me because it was blind. You know, you were you were voting for a you got a ramekin of a barbecue with a, a, a colored sticker on it, and you voted for your favorite colors. So you you know you can't stack the deck. Oh, I would have known.
0: I would have known which was yours.
3: Was
2: you it
0: know my barbecue. You? Yeah, I know your. I know your musk.
1: <laughs> this one
2: smelled like Gordon.
0: so but was I, it just uh more competitors better competitors what, what was the uh, what was the um, difference
2: i don't know it was about half of the uh, uh half of the same group from last year and then and then half new it was the same number of competitors um uh you know and it's people's choice so you know it's it's basically a lot of it depends on who you're serving i, I feel like we our barbecue was good. I know our barbecue by now. Um, I tasted some of the other competitors' barbecue. It was everything I had was good. So, you know, we do this to get together and have fun a couple times a year. This is our golf weekend, mm-hmm. but also you want to win. Well, yeah, you have to win.
0: You've done a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the best you guys have done? I
2: mean, have you taken home a top prize before? Or we have won first place. And second place at the whole hog competition in Kinston, North Carolina. Wow. And we've also finished, I think, eighth or ninth. And that's out of a field of, you know, 60 or 70. So I know we've had three top 10 finishes in Kinston. And we've done several middle of the packs. And then we, we had second place last year here.
0: So I guess every team but, has, has their unique approach. Cause I mean, you got to stand out a little bit, right? You have to, there's gotta be something about yours that's different or, or is everybody going for the same kind of quality?
2: I think that at this event, you know, sauces range from gooey and tomato based to, you know, Eastern North Carolina vinegar based, um, at the whole hog competitions, they're looking for a specific thing. So everybody's is probably going to be kind of similar. You know, a lot of people talk about tricks and secrets and I don't know, it's it's not rocket science. You want to do it right. My personal philosophy is veering too far off the, the, the beaten path it doesn't always have, you know, the best outcome because people right. are expecting a certain thing and... Yeah. You I'm get surprised a
0: little crazy. I'm surprised i didn't see you there. Um we had a team. We finished 10th. Um we we introduced our our plant-based pig this year and it didn't go
2: so well. So. <laughs> well that was that was one of the discussions we had which was um that I had to stop telling people I'm from California. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Immediate, immediate, uh, yeah.
0: Immediate. There's a guy over there talking about seaweed
1: barbecue.
2: (laughs) Vegan, vegan barbecue.
1: Yeah. Possible barbecue.
2: I guess you can do that with, um, there's a fruit called jackfruit.
1: Yeah, I've seen that.
2: I've had it before. I like it. But I, I wouldn't think it's like a substitute for, you know, pulled pork.
0: Yeah. I've, ha- I've had some good um, meat substitutes, mostly just in the burger form, and they've been really good, actually. Um, I've seen plant based chicken that I have not tried it yet, though. Uh, it doesn't sound very appetizing to me. I didn't mean to be yeah, off heard, into uh, plant based chicken. Uh, KFC doctor. had
2: those for a while at select locations. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sorry that you guys finished seventh, although. You weren't last, so well.
2: There, I, I won't name the person. I don't think they're from here, but they uh, left a comment on social media ahead of the event that said the new cooks were going to wipe out last year's cooks, and that guy finished ninth. So <laughs> I, I stood in the gap and
0: stopped him from doing anything. How well, how um how was the event attendance
2: was? Uh, it was good. There was a lot of people there. I think the weather. Um, as you know the weather was famously bad on saturday and that that uh, that might have kept some people away at first but you know by the time we left the place was packed i think i think it's a, a good event for 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 the brewery and, and for sanford there were some some blues, blues bands playing that were pretty excellent and it was it was a nice time of course we we didn't cook at hugger mugger this year because of the rain we cooked off site i set up a tent in my yard and we we stayed under the canopy while it poured around us
0: yeah, well, I'm a I'm a soccer dad now. I coach soccer, and uh, we were out in Wilson on Saturday, and we were uh, I drove through two monsoons to get there. Saw numerous wrecks on the way. Um, never rained on us in Wilson, and then drove through a couple of monsoons on the way home. So it was to terrible. Park. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice area up there. If that's, yeah, that's what nice. uh, if that nice if, if, if that's what Sanford's going for, then um it's going to be nice. But uh, I had a I had a proud moment, though. Um, you guys know my youngest son, Henry, who's uh, a little guy and uh, you know, sweet as can be. Um, one of the players on the other teams complained when he was coming off the field and said uh, that number 13 plays dirty. I just smiled and, <laughs> and nodded my head. So.
2: <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Uh, I thought day, you were but... going to tell a story about how you told your son the – the importance of fair play
3: and no he understood no. and
2: vowed to do better
0: <laughs> no well what's funny is he did he's not a he doesn't i mean he just yeah. you know he, he tries and he plays hard and and if he gets uh a kid goes around him you know he'll he'll yank on a jersey or tackle a kid if he has to and i don't know that's all i tell him is just play hard i don't care how good you are just play hard and and uh yeah
3: yeah play dirty way to go
2: son as long as you don't hurt anybody, right? He's grabbing a jersey and tackling somebody. Is that um, frowned upon in soccer?
0: Um, I mean, it happens all the time. You <laughs> you know, if someone gets around you, you you grab a jersey, and most of the time it's called, I guess. But um, yeah, you're not supposed to use your hands. It's it's a dumb sport for that reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's fun. It's I don't know. John, John can attest to being a, a sports dad, and and uh, you get a little caught up in it. And um, my sports
1: dad days are very numbered now. Yeah, Clara doesn't like sports at all.
0: Yeah, and
1: well, Max Cameron's been injured this year, so we haven't really done much. of don't anything. And it's it's kind of sad when you look back.
0: John remembers but, this. I I I try to get my kids into baseball, and they gravitated more toward soccer. And I don't know anything about the sport. It's, it's, uh, I didn't play it, but, um, they needed a, an extra person on the sidelines. And I said, well, I don't know anything about the sport, but I, I know how to, you know, yell at kids. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's been fun. It's, it's been neat watching them, uh, watching them play. And I'm learning a thing or two about the sport. So
2: I like to imagine you on the sideline being like, ooh, Get him, get, get him. him, yeah. <laughs> that's that's about it, you know. That's what I would be if I was coaching soccer, because I don't know much about it either.
0: Well, when they call offsides on us, I I always, I guess my my inside joke to me is um is I'll go up to the ref and I'll say, "Can you explain offsides to me?" <laughs> they think
2: <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm not. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't understand that one either. Uh, do y'all watch Ted Lasso? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I I should. It's, I don't think I have whatever it's on.
0: It's um, you know, it's 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 uh, sugary sometimes yeah. television, but uh, you know they they dive into a lot of mental health issues too, and I think this this third season's actually been my favorite so far, and uh, yeah, I like I like where it's going. Is this the last Sorry. season. It is, yeah. Yeah. Well, Gordon. Well,
2: so we haven't podcasted in a while. And it, the show is together because <laughs> Carolina Indie Fest is coming up. And uh, I have an interview in the can that listeners will hear in this episode with um, the Boston based band Mom Rock, who are performing at uh, Carolina Indie Fest in just about three weekends. And um, I think you guys will like them. They're they're poppy and fun and a little ridiculous, but in a good way. Are they
0: actually moms? No,
2: oh. no. It's, so it's, it's music for moms. Well, we get into that why they're named that, and it's a it's a uh, it's an interesting topic. I, I think it's a funny name because you know, like they said, dad rock is sort of a an established genre, right? yeah what what would mom rock be i think
1: what band comes to mind when you think of boston
2: when i think of boston aerosmith um i mean i'm you know i mean i don't like aerosmith if
1: you think aerosmith but
2: aerosmith is is a a good one the band boston is a good one i'd probably think of like the mighty mighty boss tones
1: oh that's
2: what i said
0: yeah you only, said
2: Boston, I immediately thought
0: of that. The only thing I like about the Bostones is they have a guy in their band that just dances on stage. That's all he does. Yes, the hype. man. They, and I think that's a a a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, um yeah, they had they had a little uh they had a run. They had a peak in the I guess the late nineties, maybe early two thousands and and there were a couple like them. Um, Squirrel Nut Zippers and... Squirrel Nut well,
2: Zippers was not like the Mighty Mighty Boss
1: Tones. Eh, yeah, Squirrel Nut Zippers. It was all
0: this, Yeah. I mean, Squirrel Nut Zippers were more zoot suit type, you know, stuff. But
2: to me, it all kind of ran together. Right. Well, th- see, the Boss tones were a, a ska punk band that came out of like a sort of established genre. Squirrel Nut Zippers were like they're like a swing band Yeah But they, had, they I mean, had horns, you know So that was sort of the, the common thread, I think
1: That's the impression that I get
2: <laughs> Oh! Here's our interview with Boston's Mom Rock who will be playing Carolina Indie Fest At Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford On Saturday, May 13th Before we get into that, here's Dishes One of Mom Rock's latest releases
3: One small Studio in- major U.S. city of your choosing We meet Be mutual friends It all works out It all makes too much sense and I fell More than I care to admit to myself I can't be this intimate So is it me Just how I was taught to be I'd say I'm lucky To wash the dishes in your sink To watch you take the time to think I'd say I'm lucky To have you on the other line Say no love of mine
2: joined by uh the members of mom rock who are going to be performing at carolina indie fest in just a couple of weeks and um i have been really enjoying over the last few days um you guys' music it's um it's just it's it's so much fun you know that's the first thing that comes to mind but um it's got it, uh, for me it's got a power pop feel to it it's got um it's danceable but it's also really really catchy um you guys have a great um sense for for melody and hooks and all all that good stuff but if you guys want just go ahead and, and sort of tell me the mom rock story and we can go from there
4: the mom rock story mm-hmm. okay well let's start from the very beginning we
5: want to
4: introduce ourselves oh yeah let's do that first <laughs>
5: I'm Tara. I play bass and I sing background vocals.
4: I'm Curtis. I play guitar and lead vocals. And Wilson and I play drums. And we met when we were going to school in Boston. Uh, Me and Wilson uh, met when we were going to Berkeley and Tara was going to Northeastern. And it just so happened that we had a mutual friend and uh, Tara ended up joining the band on bass after we lost a bass player, not like dad just left the band and um and uh yeah we've just been continuing ever since um we we only went on our first tour about a year ago now with the unlikely candidates um and we've been on three tours since then we just finished up one uh with a band called the collection um, we're also
5: based in North Carolina
4: yeah we're some mm-hmm. some some local favorites and uh, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've just been trucking ever since we we played a lot in the kind of Boston house show scene. That's kind of where we got our start and, uh, also kind of where we got like our weird costume ideas, just trying to like stand out in literally any way possible. And yeah, we've just kind of taken what we learned from, you know, trial and error and trial by fire. And we've, uh, Gotten,
2: we've gotten here now we are here <laughs> i think it's awesome um one of the things that i think is cool is you know you've been a band for a few years but you're still relatively new you know it's like i don't even see a, a proper full-length album and you've gone from it sure. you've gone from from that and like the the diy circuit around there to being like recognized by rolling stone out of nowhere like
3: what does oh, that yeah.
2: feel, what does that feel like and what does that do for a band like you guys
4: Man, I, it's, yeah.
6: it's
1: it feels insane. like yeah, yeah it feels like a
4: lot
2: of imposter syndrome for sure <laughs> yeah
6: and you, yeah it definitely it definitely does a lot to uh uh i think just give us a sense of like all right we're doing something right like people mm-hmm. enjoy this and it's not just like us having fun like it actually is giving other people enjoyment and like somebody's recognizing that and like uh yeah i mean it's particularly the rolling stone one was like wow like that's something that like
5: so, like whole famous life, yeah, people. Like if, if you told do. me when I was a kid
6: that, like, when I was you know twenty three, that like my band would be in the Rolling Stone, I'd be like, "That's it! Like, I made it! Like, I made it! Yeah. yeah, cool." Yeah. Now it's like, oh, like it's just the Rolling
4: Stone. Like, it's not that big a deal.
6: The
5: goalpost keeps yeah. moving, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, right. we can't. We yeah, can't, our heads can't get too big. So right.
4: yeah, it's definitely it's really hard to comprehend. it It's just you know. Because especially especially going to like music school, you know, you when you leave your town, you're like, man, I was the hottest player in my town, and now everyone from their town is the hottest player from their town, and it's just like these incredibly talented people. So you get this like this um what you said, imposter syndrome a lot of the time, and you know, you always are comparing yourself to like, well, this person played played this stage on this festival when they were like 20, and now they're here, like you know, at and, and it, it's just hard to really let it sink in and,
2: and be kind of like,
4: yeah, you know what I did? I did it. You know, I really, I really made something with
2: with the music. You kind of touched on something that I wanted to ask about because um, for better or for worse, when you hear, you know, Berkeley band um, you may think of like a very complex, you know, very difficult technical type of music. And I'm not going to say that that's not in your music, but it's, (laughs) It's hidden by the hookiness and the catchiness and what seems like simplicity. Um, but underneath all that, there's a lot going on. Um, the first time I noticed it, I think was in the song dishes, which is one of the songs that I want to, I want to add to this podcast. Um, but you know, it sounds like a very simple, almost Weezer type thing. And then I noticed there's all these notes happening, kind of coming and going, and it's not nearly as, as simple as, as it sounds. And, um, I'm just curious about your approach to writing. Um, does it come from, you know, lyrics first, chord progression second, opposite, yeah. all of the above? Is it collaborative? Is it something that where one person's bringing songs in? How does that work? Yeah, so
4: it's it's a bunch of things. Uh, we, we've we actually only just started collaborating on songs. Um, and, you know, you, you were saying earlier that um, uh, we don't have a full length record out we may have one coming out at some point this year very cool um, and hit nudge nudge but anyway <laughs> uh with songwriting I usually like put myself in a corner in a hole and uh so no one can hear me and then uh start writing and I'll usually start just by playing something and it's it's literally just like just going up and down the guitar like playing chords playing random things until something happens and i hear something that i really like and something that catches my attention and i mean specifically with that song dishes you know um i think i was playing bass but i can't remember maybe i was on guitar but i had that you know that that main riff idea um and yeah i don't know something something just clicked and uh you know that song is about my incredible girlfriend uh ava and yeah, the minute I started playing that chord progression, I kind of knew it was going to be a very sweet love song, and yeah, but but as you said, like none of our songs are that complicated. Mostly just because it just doesn't need to be. And you know, I'm not a, a flashy player. You know, live a lot of the time, and uh, yeah, it's just I think there's more fun in finding something so simple and making it so hooky and different from, from other things. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but like, you know, like, like you guys, you probably know, lots of songs just have the same four chords or three chords, but how do you turn those four chords into something someone hasn't heard before? And that's what I really love to do is just find, find something, find like a melody in those chords that I haven't heard before or a riff um that i haven't heard before yeah it was like
6: one of the main uh just thoughts ideas that mom rock was kind of born out of was just like the idea of uh you know we were just like we were freshmen at berkeley at the time and like come in like getting like kind of hot-headed you know an 18 year old you're like oh i'm great at music I'm to berkeley and you get there and like everybody's better than you and then it's <laughs> like oh like i have to be more pretentious than this guy and like yeah. be an asshole about such and such and mm-hmm. then Eventually, just being like, you know, like, why don't we just like play some music that's just fun? And like, yeah. like I love like Weezer and, you know, bands like that, that like I listen to them just because the songs are fun and because they're having fun and mm-hmm. it's just fun to listen to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and yeah it's kind of always been a, yeah. uh, not that we like, you know, like refuse to do anything that's more difficult than three chords or whatever, but uh, I feel like it's always been kind of the focus of, as just like just make it fun and sound good and like as long as we're having Mm. fun people are going to enjoy it Mm -hmm. Uh, doesn't have to be like pretentious or complex in any
2: specific way yeah Yeah, um and obviously uh, from everything i've read it sounds like you guys put a lot of work into translating that into the live show as well with the 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 costumes and 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 the high energy and i'm just curious if you want to talk about your live show a little bit um you know so tell people who are coming to this festival, you know, what they can expect to see and hear.
3: Hmm,
5: Expect the unexpected. Expect (laughs) the unexpected.
4: Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, we,
4: we try and leave it all on the stage every single time. And, you know, especially when the audience is into it and they're dancing or they're singing along. I mean, it just, it just helps. And we really, we really feed off of um, the audience's energy when they're in it and, you know, but regardless of what happens, we give it our all and uh, make sure that we don't have, like, any energy left at the end of the set. Um, sure. We're always, me and Tara are always dancing around and we're, like, crossing wires and coming back and <laughs> doing dance moves. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the outfits, uh, we've been wearing these baseball uniforms for quite a while now. Love it. And, uh, yeah, at the moment, moment's kind of all black, kind of black Dickies uh black jersey um with the name and in, in blocky letters and yeah it's again that was just kind of you know when we were playing the basements it was how do we stand out because all these bands are so good and They're all wearing, no one like, can see and yeah jeans,
5: and it's like we don't want to <laughs> look like everyone else like that's not really our our right. style we I mean, Curtis got this like this spacesuit, like it was like gold and purple and shiny, yes. and it was like a mm-hmm. like a spacesuit tracksuit. And we eventually each found our own, you know, monochromatic jumpsuit. We looked like the Wiggles for a little bit. Yeah, um, I love it. And we did like an all silver thing, and yeah, so just like trying to keep it, um, you know, we don't look like everyone else. We don't because we're not mm-hmm. we're not trying to be like anyone else. We're trying to be like Mom Rock, whatever yeah. whatever iteration that is. So the baseball thing, it's you know, it's very nostalgic classic all-american everyone has memories of you know going to going to the baseball game in summer yeah. yeah so just kind of tapping into that universal appeal of you know you recognize the uniforms you know the songs they're catchy that's very you know accessible to everyone like this is mom mark is for everyone so i think that the outfits definitely help with that Excellent. and people oh, I mean, we sell them as merch as well so people you know can buy them and you oh, can nice eat. A part of the team, yeah. You know? So that's love it. that also adds to you know, everyone is kind of having a hand in
2: it. You need like a dedicated um uh name for your fan base, you know, like we've
5: been trying to come up with one. I'm we are so, so hard.
2: Stuff. What about <laughs> what about the 40-man roster?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <good>. Yeah, part, <laughs> part of
6: it is like we can't come up with it, it has to be like yeah, someone have to, someone has to, have to have, come up with we it. Have to have to be like okay we're getting together and starting to close yeah
2: (laughs) yeah yeah perfect well um so you guys have you mentioned possible uh, full-length forthcoming you have a number of singles and eps um what's been your approach to recording are you are you obviously in a place like berkeley you're gonna have uh access to to studios and things like that were you just popping into studios when you had songs ready to go and and putting them out there like pretty much exactly like we yeah, uh, up until our
4: most recent EP, it's basically how everything was recorded. Yeah, yeah. We um, because yeah, when we got together, you know, I had some songs and we, you know, would kind of just bang them out when we could. And we got, we had several friends who were in the engineering program and had access to studios. So you'd be like, oh yeah, hey, I got this project. I need to record a band. I need to record one song. And I was like okay, great, we'll be that band, no problem, and yeah, it just kind of kind of spiraled. And so when when those engineers were kind of like uh, getting close to graduating, uh, you know, their projects would get bigger. They would need more songs, or they just wanted to record to have the have the experience and put it on the resume. Yeah, so we we've recorded three, technically like three EPs worth of music that way, mm-hmm. um, but this most recent ep um we did when in chicago with a guy named sean o'keefe um yeah like the last ep with dishes and, and rinse and repeat and uh i don't know we all did with sean o'keefe um and he did the most recent beach bunny record um he's done a lot of fallout boys stuff um some plain white tea stuff okay and uh, yeah, we've just become really good friends and he really digs our music and we really dig his his production style. And so that's who we went back and did this uh, record with.
2: Yeah. OK, awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys been to North Carolina before? I feel like yeah, yeah. you were here recently, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, if
6: not the top, like in the top three states of like places we've been and audiences
4: there like, okay great
6: yeah like absolutely one of our favorite places to go
4: every show we play i mean we and we've played now we've played like five places in north carolina it's like saxapaha mm-hmm. durham raleigh charlotte I think,
5: I think that's it well and soon to be sanford but yeah. and asheville we've played um, asheville. asheville. okay right.
4: so, so yeah, actually, so San Francisco. So,
5: yeah,
3: yeah,
4: we love it there. That's
5: great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. For whatever, yeah, yeah, for whatever
6: reason, like since the very first time we went, like just like a ton of people came out and like mm-hmm. we're super into it. Like one of the best crowds, um, and
2: every time we have that, it's been back, so. that's fantastic. It's that's fantastic. How did how did um, the Carolina Indie Fest thing come about? Were you were you approached?
5: Yeah, yes. so we. I think it was at the most recent show in. Not most recent, but we did a tour back in December. We hit um, Durham. We played at Motor Co, which is okay, yeah. an excellent venue, great venue. Um, and we got approached by you know this guy who was like, you know, what's your email? Like I have, you know, I have something for you. And it was this you know small indie fest at this brewery and we were like, hell yeah, this is, this is great. We've, you know, every show that we played in North Carolina up until that point was excellent. So we were just very jazzed to, to come back. And he actually also came out to uh, when we did that show in Saxe Baja. Yeah. The middle of nowhere, but it's gorgeous mm-hmm. out there. Um, that, that
2: is a, that is a super yeah, cool yeah, venue. I was
6: just going to yeah. ask yeah. if you've ever been, because it was like the coolest place I've ever played. Probably. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And yeah, like you said it exactly. seems like it's in the middle of nowhere but it's just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. So that that was amazing and it was super sweet of, of them to come out and you know reintroduce themselves and just kind of um you know solidify like yeah you made a good choice like you you asked us to fly and we won't we won't disappoint. we'll yeah. give it a call. Yeah. But yeah, North Carolina is great. Um and Asheville's beautiful. We were out. The collection are from um two of them are from Asheville, one's okay. from they're kind of spread out. Everywhere, but Sax was like their home show, kind of. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so that was that was really special to see them and you know just the community coming out, and there were like five hundred people at that show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So They're it was really it was just, it was just a really great demonstration of you know like this is this is a, a good place to be, and we're always happy to go back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I wanted to give you a chance. I always like to ha- let people, you know, tell people where you. The best way to find your music, whether that's a website or a streaming service or YouTube or whatever that might be, if you want to share that. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, you can find us anywhere you listen to music: Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, you know, the whole nine. Title. Uh, title. Yeah. We uh, do a few good music videos on YouTube. One, yeah. One pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, all our stuff's on all our music's also on Bandcamp. Um, yeah, we have a website, mom rock official.com yeah, yeah. Yes. and and yeah we're pretty much on every social media outlet uh other than like snapchat so sure. there you
2: go
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah your, your music if it's on the, enough streamers it's probably on tiktok even
5: oh yeah, yeah. you can okay. find us on tiktok mom rock tiktok yeah, okay.
2: yeah. make a tiktok make a tiktok with our music please <laughs>
4: excellent <laughs> excellent <laughs>